Matt. We are back at Inacall. We are. Yep. Another guest. Another um, guest. With us now is Debbie Treese. She is the Executive Director of Student Services at Chugach School District in Alaska. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me. This Absolutely. Is yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your district and what you're passionate about and, you know, like, why are you here? Yeah. All in a All of it. Yeah, just oh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I am a former educator, um, been a teacher since 1985, uh-huh. joined Chugach School District in 1996 after 10 years in California. Yeah. And... Um, the philosophy of this district uh, aligned with what I was doing behind closed doors. Yeah. And we were at the beginning stages of transforming over from a traditional setting to um, performance-based is what we call it, sure. um, competency-based, personalized yeah. learning. And we've been doing this for 22, 23 years now. So were you a teacher when you went to Chugach? Yes. Okay. I taught in our uh, Whittier site, which is on Prince William Sound. Uh And I came from a classroom of 40 students in a portable in California (laughs) to nine students in a multi-age classroom. Two of the kids were my own. Um, It was Nirvana. It uh, It was wonderful. So you've been there for a while, so you've been through a lot of iterations, I'm sure. Yes, we have. So what are some of the, um, like if you could describe where the, where the district is now with um, performance-based learning versus kind of where, you, where they were when you first joined, like what are some of the differences or the big successes that you've had? I think um, with regards to successes, yeah. is that we're still going, we're yeah. still learning, we're here to learn, yeah. uh, not just tell our story. And we have seen the changes happen over time where we're not having to convince people that this is a best practice. Um, That we are in our seventh um, iteration of our standards, and that's our foundation of our program. Everything else is a tool or a resource. And um, we've been through multiple leaders, but the school board continues to look for leaders that will keep this mission going. It's part of the culture. The students that we had back in the mid-90s when we were starting this system, this change, are now parents of students that are in the schools. And it's all they've known. And if we would come in with, you know, let's go back to the traditional Carnegie (laughs) Uh, I think there would be, you know, an, an upheaval there because this is the best way to meet the individual needs of every single student in our district. And we have a lot of variety um, in our services. We have three physical sites, but then we have a statewide homeschool program, and then we also have a statewide residential school. So we have grown um, even further back from 20 years ago. Wow. So what's the residential school? So that is called Voyage School. It's based um, at our district office. We were able to get an appropriation and add on, like double our footprint. Yeah. There's um, lodging there. There's dorm rooms, um, commercial kitchen, classrooms. And we bring in small groups of students, like 28, from across the whole state. So that we're getting a mix of students coming in. Students that are from traditional settings that are learning competency-based in this environment. 24-7 learning, intensives on specific phases that include uh, science phases or medical. Um, We have 
kids that are coming in just to get a driver's license because in the village there's not much to do with sure. regards to getting that kind of thing but when you come into the city you're going to need to have those kind of skills we do social skills leadership skills um, and healthy leisure too on top of all of the education they're getting because we want them to be making good choices and know the pressures when they come out of high school and they serve 6th through 12th grade, mostly high school, okay. but we've served over 2,000 students um, in the past, I think, eight years and just statewide. Wow. Because we are small, right. but we partner right, right, with right. districts that are like-minded and see the value of this kind of education. They go back to their regular setting and then they write new applications to come back to another uh -huh. phase. So I have I have a question that's kind of we haven't talked about this yet with any anyone today, um, and I think it's really fascinating that your district is so um, I don't want to say entrenched but stable in these practices. So from the district perspective, what are some of the strategies you use um, to to sustain the focus? Like I think about like new teachers or new administrators. So how does a district that has found their standing keep it going? That's a great question. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, it's going to fall apart faster than you could ever put it together. Right. We bring staff in um, or together, whether it's in our Anchorage location or maybe another um, location outside that's inviting and exciting. Yeah. And we continue to mold and train and get feedback from what is it that they know, what's new, and then constant learning about what does this mean to have 10 content standards with multi-age classrooms and that you're responsible for this, but how can we help as mentors, but also how can we um, be able to flex as well? because. The veteran staff is slowly shrinking right. from the early days, right. being pulled to other opportunities or retirement. Right. Um, and the energy that's coming in, we, we work really hard to find the right fit. Uh -huh. um, communities interview the teachers, oh, wow. uh, candidates. Yeah, that's students great. Students interview yeah. them. Um, they go through multiple layers of process. But without having these constant um, check-ins and trainings of two to three days to yeah. a week, um, four times a year, right. you wouldn't have the dynamic learning no. without that. There's a lot of isolation in our sites. Um, there's some sites that you can only get there by plane, small plane, a nine-seater um, or a boat. And weather's bad. They, they may not even be able to get into in-service, so we use distance uh, learning and tools yep. to be able to get them in with their voice and, and be able to engage that way. Part of it. That That's, sounds really good. Yeah. So it's not it's not about the one person in leadership or the two people that if they go it disappears. It's this is just embedded in what you do. But you really have to keep it alive by doing certain things like these these different types of training. So everyone stays on the same page the whole time. And uh, the institutional memory, I guess. It's, it's still there, but it continues with even the new people that you hire. And it sounds like you hire very intentionally. Yes, we do. That they, need, they need to be a good fit, or they just won't work for you. That's right. And some of our employees are former students, so they oh, have already learned yeah. it on that, that side yeah. and have come in to continue that on. 
and our district believes in growing our own. Yeah. I was uh, a teacher for a couple years in the beginning. I took a year off and was a classified person for a year. I moved into getting additional credentials, and now I'm in administration and have my superintendency credentials. So it's that kind of support that this district really fosters and is important because teacher attrition in the early days was 50%. Wow. Kids wouldn't listen to you because, well, you're probably not going to be here next year. Yep. Parents didn't have any trust in who was coming in, and it was a difficult situation. But through investing in people, whether it's students or staff or community, bringing the whole group together, that changed our system. And being able to move in that direction so that we don't go backwards, we're only going forwards, is what keeps it alive. It's part of our culture. That's that's excellent. It's very intentional, everything you're doing. So one of the one of the uh, the things we do for our podcast, our tagline is, um, what's your biggest do-do and don't do is a personalized learning. So if we're to ask you, what's, what's the one thing that's your biggest do-do, what, what would that be? So I made a list. Nice. But now I gotta find the <laughs> and with a little input. From Look at this! Oh my God! Can I take a picture yeah, of that? Yeah, we need a picture <laughs> of that one. The most prepared guest ever. That is the best. <laughs> that is so yeah, good. We're, we're totally posting this with your interview. Oh my goodness! Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> our, our notes here. Oh my goodness! You could read all of them. Yeah. Oh, I would take up more than of your time, ah. 10 minutes. Okay, <laughs> go, go for it. it. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So do, do, do. Okay. Connect with your students by understanding their dominant learning style. So if you're personalizing, individualizing, you need to know who they are. But if they're not an auditory learner, standing and giving a lecture isn't going to be helpful for them at all in cementing that learning. Um, so teaching with all modalities. So... That's important um, to do. Also, connect to their interests, not the others around them. Uh, It's easy to get to a teacher's passion or maybe a group of students, but you're not connecting with them individually on what's intrinsically motivating them. Um, And what are their dreams and goals? And we have individual learning plans and transition plans that help continually attaching that learning to that, that dream. Incorporating elements um, to support this individualized approach to every student. It doesn't matter if you have nine students in your classroom or if you've got a hundred. There's a way to do it. It's just getting the logistics out of the way so that you can do the work that's important. Um, I like that one. I like that one too. (laughs) And invigorating the cycle of continuous improvement, as we talked about. I mean, you don't ever stop. Uh, gathering feedback from everyone that has a stake in the education. Yeah. So we get so close at times with just the staff or just, you know, the people that are close. Right, right. But business partners that are yeah. taking these students to be employing them, yeah. what's the end result? What are they looking for in their candidates? Revise and realign your model as needed. Mm. Don't yep. get comfortable and just sit on your laurels. Um, like I said, we're in our seventh revision. Right. Um, and with new leadership coming in, we're looking at mission and vision and right, 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 right. refreshing all of that. Re-energize your team. 
it's hard work. And if you're not valuing the time they're giving outside of that classroom setting or their homeschool setting, it's a 24-7 job, as we know. And many times a paycheck isn't going to re-energize you. So being able to have those other components within your plan to keep it going. Beautiful. And, um, oh, my colleague said, um, <laughs> buck the trend that traditional is best practice. Yeah. Yep. Because best practice is what works best for this student. Right. I see you have some don't do's there also. <laughs> yes. Let's do those. All right. So don't rush yeah. the process. It took us two years yeah. when we started. You can't just plug in a program and say, okay, we plugged in CBE, we're, we're good to go. Take the t- all the time needed. Um, don't rely solely on computerized programs to individualize your system. Okay, we'll just plug everyone in and then they'll work at their own rate. Uh-huh. They need to have connections physically and emotionally and not just figuring out that on this math program I'm at level four or whatever it is. Right. It's, it's important to have multiple resources. Yeah. Uh, don't give up. Yeah. Change is messy. Um, we've been on a roller coaster, and but it's what the purpose of this is, is to stay on. Right. Um, we've seen many districts, unfortunately, start the journey, yep. and then it gets tough, and then there's other entities that are pulling you in a different way and something happens and they're not doing that any longer and and I think just being able to let people know we've we're beyond two decades you can do it you can you can hang in there um, don't tell your stakeholders what needs to be done empower <laughs> them because you don't want it to be a parody and you you want them to be able to be solution-driven and teach that um, to your communities and have wait time. It may not be in your timing, but and uh, don't make assumptions that um, everyone understands your vision or where you're headed. Um, it's and it's not buy-in; it's ownership. And the only way you can get ownership is by building it together. You're not selling something. So don't do all of those. <laughs> Amazing. We agree. Yes. <laughs> this will be, this is like the official P Learn MC do do don't do list. Absolutely. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and we have picture proof. Yeah, we do. Thank you so much for coming to talk with us. Oh, this was fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Thank of you. Of course, of course.